2: Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. This is your host, Kevin. My beloved co-host, Raleigh, is out this week with very, very good reason, which I'll let him share with you all himself. He's not going anywhere. Neither am I. Neither is a podcast. But that's why he's missing his first ever episode. But moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome on a very special guest joining me this week, a fellow Cleveland Westsider and lifelong Browns fan who raised her family as Browns fans. Speaking of her family, you may have heard of her two sons, Logan and Jake Paul, a social media heavyweight herself, Miss Pam Stepnick. Pam, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kevin. What a nice uh, introduction. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Are you in Cleveland right now? I am in Cleveland right now. Sunny old, I mean rainy old, snowy old Cleveland.
2: <laughs> I'm flying back tomorrow morning for the All-Star weekend, and I am thrilled to see what oh, Cleveland's well, gonna look like. The
0: All-Star weekend should be fun at least.
2: Absolutely. Cleveland knows how to throw a good time. I know they we do. get they do. We take our, our lumps and bruises, but it's hard to have a bad time when you go there, unless you're watching one of our teams play sports, but we'll get to that later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. It's hard to have a bad time if you're just, you know, hanging out with friends. If sometimes. you know what you're doing. Yeah. So were, were you
2: born or raised in Cleveland?
0: Uh, so I was born, believe it or not, Lansing, Michigan. Um, okay. But I moved to, to back to Cleveland. We traveled a lot. My dad was a traveling salesman kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, owned, owned a Ford dealership up in um, Lansing. And when he sold that, he, we moved around, but we moved back to Cleveland when I was in sixth grade. So, okay. yeah, I'm pretty much, you know, a lifer. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's that's as close as it gets to being born or raised. Pretty there. much. So were you become a Browns fan after you moved back or were your parents Browns fans from the jump?
0: Believe it or not. No. Um, My dad watched football all the time and I was always like a young girl thinking how boring it was and why couldn't we watch, you know, gymnastics or something. (laughs) Um, But as I got older, probably teens and then beginning, beginning 20s, I became a Browns fan and loved football and loved watching it and going, you know, to Browns you know, parties and, um, just had so much fun. And then, you know, when they were doing so well during, in the Bernie Kosar day and the cardiac Mm. kids and all that, boy, that was like, so, so exciting. And it's hard, it was hard not to get caught up in, in loving it. And as an athlete, I just love competition sports anyway. So it was fun. What sports did you play? Um, so I was a gymnast. Yeah. Go Lakewood Rangers grew up in Lakewood. Wait, Um, you went to Lakewood high? I did.
2: I went to Lakewood High.
0: You did not,
2: and I'm fra- I grew up in Lakewood. Yeah,
0: I Go grew Rangers up in Lakewood.
2: Indeed. All right. Wow. raised in uh, Virginia, right off okay. Clifton.
0: Okay. Very good. I we started out on Homewood, the bridge in okay. Homewood, um. And then when my parents got a divorce, <laughs> we ended up on Lauderdale, and then okay. my final three years in Lakewood. Well, not final, um, but with my mom was on Wyandotte.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. Then
0: Yeah, and then she moved to Westlake, and I moved with her, but my uh, first husband, Greg, the boy's dad, and I bought and flipped houses a lot, and we bought a house on Spring Garden. Oh,
2: absolutely, right by the high school.
0: Yeah, I've lived a lot of places.
2: That's awesome. So, and I love when you talk about the Browns and the Bernie years and back in the day, because, you know, my dad, my, my parents say the same stuff about it, how, you know, Sundays, everything you did on sunday was based around what time that game was on right. not that things have changed i mean we're still lunatic fanatics in cleveland of course but yeah. i feel like there was a time before kind of the, the baker era you know 2018 and on where i feel like my parents and maybe some other people were starting to get a little nervous of they've been bad for so long are we going to lose that love and that die hard fandom that we have in cleveland
0: uh, i you know, felt the same way and even in the same boat a little bit, like losing faith and just kind of not loving how things were managed, you know, not like I have any, um, uh, expertise in that, but it, we never have the same coach and never the same quarterback. And I just don't think you can build a team like that. You know, you look at Pittsburgh Steelers and how, um, successful and the new England Patriots, how successful they've been because they have continuity and you have to have continuity. And I just feel like the, the management didn't do a good job of picking the right people. And I don't know, you know, management side or or, or um, some of the players wasn't right, obviously. But, um, you know, just a combined comedy of errors in a way. And we just never got it together. So uh, started, you know, having some high hopes for, for our Kevin Stavansky and, and the Browns. So hopefully... So the dreams will come true.
2: That chiseled jawline of Kevin Stefanski will hopefully lead us into glory. I uh, certainly hope so. It's funny you mentioned the Patriots and the Steelers, even though Steelers are our bloody rival. Uh, those are my two favorite coaches, Belichick and Tomlin, outside of Stefanski, of course, of because course. they don't put up with BS. No. They don't put up with idiots. They don't put up with lack of effort. If, if that's right. what you do there, they, you get kicked out the next day, and that's why they are successful. Right. Um, and I right. feel like we're we're starting to take There's been a culture that's been being built and developed. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I think the management, you know, AB and Stefanski are very much closer to what a Belichick and Tomlin chemistry would be than what we've seen, you know, the revolving door of coaches and GMs and players over the last, you know, 20 some years in Cleveland. Right. We're on the way.
0: We're We're on the the up. I I have hope. You just have to get Baker healthy and some of our others, you know, like um, I think a lot of the good players, um, our running backs and, you know, um, Chubb, you know, they were all had some health issues and yep. injury issues and hunt, you know, hunt just like you, you all have to be healthy and play. You can't have this. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe our problem is we need better. Um, uh, not physical therapy. What am I trying to trainers. say? Like better, sorry, but better like trainers and people who are, more focused on injury prevention instead of just worrying about when they have an injury. Um I don't know. Call that's been school. brought up.
2: So I'm I'm a nerd loser who watches all the Browns press conferences. Okay. Um and that's been something that the players brought up, that's something the media's brought up is with all these soft tissue injuries, with all this stuff like can we not are we not doing enough? Can we be doing more? in terms of the trainers and what we're doing in there. And they said it's something they focus on nonstop. They're always trying to improve that, but I, you are definitely not alone. I think that is a very common question that's being asked around Cleveland this last year, especially Mm -hmm. in training camp when literally almost the entire team was out at some point uh, with hamstrings or something.
0: Yeah. I, so I guess I'm going to go back to as an athlete myself, I play competitive tennis now and um, have been for the last 15 years or so. And, you know, went from not picking up a tennis racket to quickly becoming, you know, competitive and, um, injury prevention is big and I'm, I'm getting older. So I take Nonsense. It, Yeah, really. I am. Um, I take it very seriously. I do my own muscle activation therapy. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but shout out Nick, my muscle activation therapist. Um, he worked with the new England Patriots a bit,
2: so he knows what he's doing a little bit. He,
0: he does. And you know, if I have uh, not to bore you, but if I have like a, you know, so like, so something's bothering me on the side of my calf, half the time it tends to be not my calf, right? It's my, my big toe, my little toe, my foot isn't hitting the ground correctly. And he, he goes, knows it. He knows his muscle activation therapy and gets me back. So I'm not getting hurt. Knock on wood. Right. Cause since as as I say, Oh, I've been good. But you know i've had my issues but um that's why i started doing muscle activation therapy so i just think hopefully they're on the right track with the training and and maybe we can we can uh, eke out some more wins next year
2: we are certainly hoping so yes especially this next year it's right. big year coming up For sure. um speaking of what we want to get to the playoffs yep. uh your son jake posted a video last year of him surprising you with a private jet to take you guys to the Chiefs Browns playoff game. Yeah. So, other than that final score, how wild was that experience?
0: Oh, I just got the chills when you said that. Your
2: reaction was awesome. Like, he put the video on, obviously, you know, on, but people listening on yeah. his Instagram of him picking you up. You guys got in the plane and you're like, where we? Like, what? He didn't tell you what you were doing. No. You're like, where no, are we going? What he
0: said was that we were going to the um, Everglades to, to drive <laughs> on a boat. So I, you know, got up, I barely combed my hair. I definitely didn't put makeup on um, and put my brown gear on. Cause he said, afterwards, we'll go to a bar and watch a game. And thank goodness I did bring warm stuff too. I, I wasn't wearing <laughs> the right shoes, but who cares? Um, so I really had no idea until I'm like, why are we in? Um, oh, um, what, what's the Kansas city? No, 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 no. We were in Florida and we took off from the Opelaka. So we were driving by the Opalaca airport and I was like, Oh, look at those cool private planes. And they just started laughing. And then the cameras came out and I'm like, what is going on? Where, where are we going? And then when we pulled in, I was like, who are we picking up? So I thought uh, we were picking up a surprise guest. And instead he's like, have you ever been to a playoff game? No, we're going to a playoff game. Like I was shocked. Unreal. Literally shocked. And it was amazing. And the crowd in Kansas city was amazing. The vibe there. I could not tell you. I've never seen nicer fans. Like, you you know, I, I nurse and I used to do medic, uh, down at the stadium for like the Browns and the, um, Steelers game. Oh, So we can
2: do, we can do a whole episode on just stories from that.
0: Right. It, It was awful. Right. Always fighting and people, you know, coming with injuries and everything. Not in Kansas City. I'm not going to say that doesn't happen, but we'd walk by. We're all in our Browns gear. There's eight of us. And they'd be like, hey, hope you have a good game. Oh, I like your jacket. Good luck today. Wow. We all were looking at each other in stunned shock. So shout out to the Kansas City fans. Um, even though we lost in the bad call at the in the end zone really made Jake and I upset. Um, oh. oh.
2: Yeah. Now I got the chills thinking about that, but not not the good kind of chills,
0: not the good kind. So, you know, but that was the most exciting game Browns game sports experience I've ever had. So amazing. And and I'm so grateful to Jake. And it was such a sweet thing to do. And it was his birthday.
2: (laughs) Needless to say, we were all very jealous.
0: Yeah, I know. It looks unreal. Yeah.
2: So, You have a YouTube channel with over 700,000 followers. Now, do
0: I still have that many followers? You sure do. (laughs) So I don't
2: care who we're talking about. It doesn't matter who you're related to, how much money you may have. 700,000 followers don't just show up overnight. You got to give them content and you got to do stuff. Yeah. Can you talk about starting and growing that channel?
0: Yes. So I would never have considered ever starting my own YouTube channel, but when I would go visit the boys when they were really, you know, vlogging every day. Mm-hmm. And I tried to visit them about every eight weeks, 12 weeks. And so they put me in their videos because, you know, why you have not? To. You have to. And it adds to funny content and this and that. And so Jake um, and Chad Tepper and I went to lunch one day and we're sitting outside. And Jake said to me, Mom, I think you should start your own vlog channel and start vlogging." And I was like, what? I don't have a camera. I, don't, I live in Cleveland by myself. What am I supposed to do? And he's like, no, you're really funny. I think people would enjoy it. I think you should do it. So he kind of challenged me. Ooh. So I went home, started using my cell phone. I didn't have a camera. And I was I was like, I'm not putting money into this. I don't have money like that. <laughs> um, And I just started vlogging. I don't even know, you know, look back at my first videos. And I a lot of times would incorporate pranking Jake and Logan or talking about Jake and Logan or my, you know, um, not even my dogs. I didn't even have a dog at that point. Um, sometimes put my mom, you know, Grandma Go Go in, or just doing whatever s- silly stuff. And eventually, everyone's like, "Pam, you need to get a vlog camera." So I did. I the very first videos I barely edited. I think I was on Final Cut, and I just you know went. I don't, Do like, your I don't know your own editing. I don't even know. I'm not real literate with that kind of stuff. Got a couple editors to help me finally. And that was great. And so I did and got the camera. And so then it kind of, I really liked doing it. I was really only doing it about once a week because again, you try to put family on camera that doesn't, and isn't comfortable, does not bode well. So that was kind of annoying because, you know, I'd be out with my cousins and stuff and they, they just didn't really like it. And my husband will run if I point the camera at him. So It was hard, but it was also fun when I go to California and then I could vlog my fun out there. So, or on my own vacations or just try to feed off what they were doing. Like when I was in, where was I? Aruba and they had Paris that looked like Maverick, you know, that kind of stuff. So just trying to be as creative as I could. And then finally it did get to be really cumbersome because I don't know, there was a lot going on in the internet in those days with Jake and the hate, and the neighbors, and the this, and I just really got really upset with YouTube itself as a platform, and so I pretty much stopped blogging. I would be in theirs if I was out there, but I stopped blogging on my own. I
2: was going to ask this, but you just brought this up, so I'm going to jump this in here. When you're famous, you get love and hate, what I'm told. Obviously, I don't know from experience. Yeah. When you're related to not one, but two of the most famous people on the planet right now, not related, they're, you know, your sons. Correct. That's going to get amplified a bit, I'm sure. What do you say to people who are maybe too obsessed or too worried about what people post or say online? Because obviously you've seen it from, I mean, you have your own channel with a bazillion followers. Your sons are some of the most followed people on the planet. How do you turn that off or just learn to not care about it? And can you actually get to that point?
0: (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I remember the first time I post or I put on the end of a vlog where Rice Gum and Alyssa Violet, you know, were doing some crazy stuff against Jake. And I just said <laughs> that they're irrelevant. Uh, what their content, what they're doing, their whatever their video was at the time I said is irrelevant. I cannot believe the amount of hate I got. And that ruined like three days of my life. I was on vacation, actually, and it was horrible. And I called up George Janko. I don't know why I called George because Logan and Jake just laughed at me. They're like, don't read the comments or I don't know what they said. And then George reiterated that. So um, I stopped not reading the comments because you try to not read the comments, but Mm -hmm. you try to really just ignore the comments and i don't think you ever 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 get over it you can read 10 good ones and one bad and the one bad ones and one you're gonna you're gonna see and especially like when they're disrespecting my kids not necessarily me like they can call me an old lady or whatever you want to say i you know i don't know it doesn't really matter or phase me um but when you tell me i should have had an abortion or you know something like that that's just really rude um and it just took time and years and experience to really just go, really? Okay. And not care anymore. And I'm to the point now, I kind of laugh. You have to pity those people sitting behind a keyboard. Yes. You know, just saying the meanest stuff that if they were in your face, they, they would want a selfie. They, they want a selfie, with a selfie you. and mm-hmm. wouldn't even ever dream of saying that of course not. So it does take years and experience and self-control takes a lot of self-control not to reach back out. And, you know, you know, one time I did actually, and I learned that I only did that once. Um, that's impressive.
2: Only once I feel like one
0: time, only one time
2: that self-control that I wouldn't have. So that's impressive.
0: Self-control. And it has taken a lot, trust me, even to this day, you know, I don't know, some saw something recently, um, I don't know with the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul stuff, and I just wanted to be like Floyd. You're a little, you know, whatever. No, nope. <laughs> no, nope. just don't do it. It's not worth it. Well, Something. if
2: you, you know, as the mother, want to ever sit down with Floyd and discuss anything, we can do that for him right here on the Dogs War Podcast. <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll set it all up. We'll take care of it.
0: I don't know if I'm that into it. No, <laughs> I don't, uh, know. I don't wh- trust the dude. So I don't know.
2: I don't blame you. Hey. Yeah no, no hate Floyd. Don't come after me, but no,
0: no hate. Uh, but I, you know, you just, you can, you, he says a lot of things that aren't true. That's a fact. So, you know, that's all you
2: can I say. I take your word for that because you have firsthand experience and I don't, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I always, do. I'm in the cheap seats watching on TV. So yeah,
0: exactly. Your
2: Instagram has almost 500,000 followers and yeah. it's a great, it's a great follow. I enjoy following it. Um, when did you <laughs> transition from YouTube over to Instagram was Instagram always kind of there?
0: No. So when I stopped vlogging, I still wanted to have a, a presence because I, you know, I'd like I like make being funny sometimes, and maybe I'm funny, maybe I'm not. People that get my humor, you know, moms that want to hear my point of view or my whatever. So I just transitioned when I stopped YouTube. I never was on Instagram really before that. Um, it's just easier and I can do it myself and I can, you know. I don't know. Start a funny story whenever I want and end it whenever I want. And I, I probably should start doing reels. Instagram keeps asking me, you know, do you want to do, start reels and make money? And I'm like, I don't know. Am I really that funny that, you know, it's, I don't know how committed you have to be. I haven't really looked into it, but I might. Um, but you know, timing, you need time, um, to do it. And, uh, but I love my following. I love the family. Um, I get really nice comments on there for the most part. So I feel like that's a better following at this point. Um, and it's just fun and I can, you know, incorporate my dog Tito and he's, I think he's adorable. So, you know, he's got an Instagram account, right? He does, but I mostly post on mine. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, not
2: your dog, um, Instagram (laughs) and everything. I don't pretend to know you or your family at all, right? It's none of my business, none of anyone else's business. This is just an observation from watching their boxing matches and all your social media accounts. At all of these events, you seem to just be having the time of your life. <laughs> you're, all, you're always front row, obviously, but yeah. you're never trying to jump in front of the cameras or trying to get in the spotlight like some other parents. No names would try to do or have done with their famous kids, you know, throughout the last several years. Right. There's nothing wrong with either. Right. 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 I just feel like from, from my perspective, you just let them do what they want, cheer them on regardless. And it's clearly working and it's awesome.
0: Right. hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, the cameras aren't there for me, they're there for them and I'm just so darn proud of them. And so, you know, happy and I am having fun, enjoying the moment. They've had success of course. Um, you know Logan's second fight against KSI, I wasn't real happy. Um, But you know, for the most part, I, I have nothing to be unhappy about. And you know, I like to have a good time and be joyful and and support them and be proud and show them. And if the cameras happen to you know catch that and think it's great, great. And if they don't, so what? <laughs>
2: you know, I love I, and that's I love the attitude. I love the absolutely. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back to the Browns for a second, do you attribute the trauma? Of being a Browns fan to all their success and all of your success. At least some of it. The trauma. No. <laughs> like, you know how just being a Browns fan just has to make you iron strong from yeah, all no. the torture we I, go through.
0: No, I think that has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with it. I wish I could say it did, but I I'm only half kidding. Okay. it, it It's <laughs> our tenacity, our athleticism, our competitiveness. Our whole family is very competitive, even if it's not sports most, a lot of times it is, but academically and just, you know, I'm better than you or I'm this or I'm that, you know, um, it just comes from the competitive nature of our family and and the athleticism and, and a really strong confidence. I think that has been passed down through the generations, which the boys, I don't think really pay attention to that. They kind of think it's all them. No, (laughs) they didn't come by that naturally. You know, I, I mean, they didn't come by it like just from their own accord, they've been instilled to to have that. When they were wrestling, you know, I gave them tapes to listen to, self-confidence tapes. We taught them to make those notes they make on their mirrors. I will be the best. I will do this. I will, you know, I used to do that. You know, I will not fall off the beam. I will, I will, I will. It was never, I won't or I can't. It was, it's, a, I will, you know, and they, they saw me, you know, doing my thing and, and, you know, just, uh, they can't like, they, a lot of people don't know that, you know, one of their uncles was a golden gloves boxer. Nobody ever knows that. Cause he was young and did not know that, you know, he was like, I don't know. It was in the nineteen. 19- fifties or something. So like, I barely knew that until recently. And all my, you know, older uh, cousins are like, no, we had uncle Johnny was a golden gloves boxer. I'm like, seriously. And you know, we're related to Don Meredith, the golfer. And we're my, one of my other cousins was a major league baseball player. We don't see him anymore, but Michael Maloney back in the day. So we come from some athleticism. Even my own boys don't really pay attention or would even care to care about that. So, um, but it's, it, Came nothing from the Browns.
2: <laughs> there's a, there's a strong lineage here. And I, I, of course, everyone accredits their parents for a lot of it. I was just trying to make a quick dig at the Browns, of course. What oh, you. yeah, that's, <laughs> no. they're
0: just, you know, I, I seriously thought Jake would be in the NFL one day. Ah, Okay. I did. And he's talking about it now. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I don't know, you know, how feasible that is, but, um, it, nothing would shock me.
2: And that kind of goes into my next question again, you're doing these segues are just incredible. So thank you. Nice. (laughs) The reason I enjoy following Jake and Logan is the way they've been able to just continue pivoting from one thing to the next and not just try and dabble and oh, can we do this? Like They're finding success in these things, you know, from YouTube, social media to Logan's podcast impulsive, which is up there at the very top of all podcasts. Mm -hmm. He gets a few more, just only a few more listeners in this one right here. Um, (laughs) to them becoming professional boxers and business owners and investors, to Jake's Mm -hmm. anti-bullying movement. Mm -hmm. Does anything surprise you anymore? Like I'm trying to imagine you getting a phone call or any mother getting a phone call from their son saying, Hey mom, uh, by the way, I'm going to fight one, if not the best fighter in the history of fighting in Floyd Mayweather and what that reaction even looks like.
0: But that, that reaction was, no, you're not, absolutely (laughs) not. That is not going to happen. Are you kidding me? And then as it started to, you know, really take hold. And I knew he was going to do it. I was like, holy moly, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, and then I just have to lay my eyes on him in person. And then I start to believe it because they look at my eyes and they tell me, mom, I got this mom, trust me, mom, whatever. So, you know, I, I'm sure I can be surprised. Sure. of, Of course I can be, but they, they have just, all along have surprised me. Like from all the things you just mentioned. It's one thing after the other. When I listen to Jake talk about business, my jaw just drops. I'm like, where did he learn all this? He hated from school. his mom. He, no. he, <laughs> his mom, his dad, you know, his dad's a hard worker and very practical person. And and just Jake really caught on to some good business mentors in the beginning. And it just like somehow um really intrigued him, which I never would have thought. Um, Logan is definitely just loves that creative side. Like, I think Jake more, I don't even know how to say this out loud, but, you know, the athleticism and business and Logan likes the creative and and like the fun side and and then some, some of the athleticism too. So, yeah, I guess they could surprise me, but they've done so much already between acting being on a Disney show, coming out with songs and music and Jake having a platinum, like how crazy is that? Like the, the Dana record? No, the platinum was the everyday bro. I mean Oh, was, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm that just thinking the recent for a dumb song that took 24 hours to make. Um, I don't know. I just I guess they still could surprise me for sure, but I don't know. It's definitely been a ride. And with all the good, there's a lot of bad things too that have come along the way. And, you know, that can tend to put a damper, right? So I'm always like, sometimes I'm learning not to be, but when's the next shoe going to drop type person? And, and I'm positive, but I, I pray a lot. I'm telling you, that's the only way to get through some of this stuff. And, you know, just watching your kid go in the ring, and you know, whoever it is. Um, but they believe they can do it so much that it makes me believe.
2: We talked about a lot of things you've done, talk about a lot of things your sons have done that are they're doing. We could talk for hours on a number of topics here, but do need to let you get back to your regular life. It's simple. I know I interrupted a painting project, so I do apologize.
0: No worries. I have my niece still down there painting.
2: There we go. Okay, good. (laughs) What's something you're looking forward to in 2022? Anything big? I know you guys have things you probably cannot talk about, of course. But what's something big you're excited for that you could talk about coming up this year?
0: I'm excited for the Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor fight in New York city on April Ooh. 5th. Very excited for that. Um, of course, you know, I'm uh, cheering for Amanda all the way. She's such a strong competitor and, an inspiration as a female athlete and, and just putting herself out there. She's so tough. And then as soon as she steps out of the ring, she's like the sweetest person ever. You're like, how, do, how does this person <laughs> get that, you know, strong and i that would terrify me um madison square garden madison square garden yes yes so i'm really looking forward to that and i'm also looking forward to some wrestlemania in um uh in the future here possibly with logan um and i just visiting the boys that's my favorite thing to do is be in their presence and hanging out with them and um, and maybe another boxing match with Jake. And that's not like, I don't know anything. It's not like I'm hinting. Um, I just think, uh, another boxing match would be really good. So he can keep putting his skills to work. Um, I looking forward to maybe helping him participate in some more boxing bullies events around the country. Uh, COVID has put, you know, unfortunately he started that movement and it, it COVID has put a damper on it. Um,
2: Can you talk a little bit about what it is for people that might not know?
0: Right. So boxing bullies is um, basically Jake is trying to get the message out there into the world through boxing, um, how to not become a bully if you are one, how to deal with bullies if you're being bullied and how to teach try to teach kids to prevent them from doing that and especially cyberbullying because he's been cyberbullied we've been all been cyberbullied you know Jake will say he what, he's been the bully not necessarily on social media but you know when he was a little kid you know and he just it's not cool and we've all been hurt by it and and there's so many people that reach out to all of us um about it and what to do about it and how you know when I was vlogging, boy, I was getting message after message, you know, vlog mom, what do I do? And how do I put up with this? And how do I get away from this? And parents asking me and, and kids telling me that, you know, listening to Jake or listening to Logan has helped them, you know, not commit suicide over, over being bullied, um, and depressed and all that. So it's a really like passionate thing in Jake's heart to make other people happy. And that's a lot things that that's a big thing that people don't know about Jake. You know, he was always like that trying to make people happy, even when he was being a little punk, you know, on the other hand, you know, he's coming home trying to make me happy or make some, you know, less fortunate child happy. Um, And uh, I think he just has a strong, um, strong desire, I guess I would say to, to, to leave a legacy, change the world. And people can look back and say, Oh yeah, you know, that was such a good movement and where he can get good feedback where, you know, kids have learned from them and, you know, put, that's my dog, that's <laughs> the basement. Um, you know, put the, put the athletic um, stuff to good use, the, the boxing to take it out in the ring. You know, if you're angry or mad or depressed or sad, like to teach kids it channel it. Sports can be such a good channel. I mean, to, to, get all the everything out and I don't care if it's just boxing, even like, I don't, I don't care if you ping walk, pong, jump rope or football or ping pong, you know, whatever it is, but it's such a good channel to move and move your body. And and I think that has a lot to do with it too. Um, just to get that energy out and uh, do something good with it. This has been an absolute
2: pleasure. I, I, couldn't be more grateful for you taking time to speak with us today. I know people are going to love listening to this. Thank you so much. Congratulations on all your success, all the boys' success. Uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Thank you again, everyone. You can have all of her social media info for Miss Stepnick is in the episode description. Give her a follow. Give the boys a follow. Give the dog a follow. And with that, good night, Cleveland.
1: 1950 in the cold and rain, when my father took me to my very first game, said the Browns are gonna show you how the game is played, and here we go again.